Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome to Newcastle Live Radio Spooky Sundays uh, with your hosts Anne Rekovich and Renata Daniel. And today we have got a Valentine's Day themed show for you. Yes, and look, we want you to send in your Valentines to us right now. Text them in on 0490 That's 0490 we want to make love go all the way around the world. <laughs> I was wondering who you were going to make love to then. I was slightly concerned. No, 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 no. Well, yes, and I'm going to give the, the first Valentine's Day shout out to my wonderful husband, Roman. My darling, I love you more than life itself. <laughs> Oh. We've, I met you when I was 16 mm-hmm. and you were my first boyfriend because nobody else would have me. <laughs> you held my hand and you looked into my eyes and you said, I love you. And I just went weak at the knees. It was a paranormal moment. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So what have we got on tonight? What have we got? We uh, Well, I, I sort of reneged on a decision I had made. I had said that I was not going to do Ghostwriter tonight, but I was going to present a St. Valentine's Day ghost story. But I couldn't find one. I could find lots of ghost stories about unrequited love or or lovers torn apart or that sort of thing or horror stories about Valentine's Day. But I couldn't find a Valentine's Day ghost. So I thought, all right, well, we'll go to the ghost writer and we will create one. So I have done that mm-hmm. and I have to feed a little bit of information into ghost writer. And the little bit of information I had, of course, is always about the Anne and Renata paranormal investigators going to solve a case. And the case was set in King's Cross with an incubus called Kevin. Mm. Now, <laughs> that's a wonderful name. That's right. That's I, I programmed that information into the ghostwriter and then I waited to see what it came up with. And I still can't work out how it came up with the story it has. It It is obsessed with me, for starters. I had to rewrite bits to try and include you into the That's story. Right. I would have happily sat here. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. We yeah. had to have you in there. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. But I've also got some paranormal trash or treasure. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to dig onto the, the interwebs and find something there to do with uh, finding your soulmate or some love. And I have a photo of a lovely lady who posted a review about this particular item saying that it worked for her so if you want to go and have a look on Newcastle Live Radio I have a lovely picture of this lady who says it worked for me and you can have a look at her and once you find out what this particular item is you let me know if it worked for her or not. Mm. Now, before I go to my story, just once again, 0490 send in your Valentine's Day messages and we will post, uh, we will uh, say post them live. It is. So, yep, to, to say them live <laughs> online tonight. Uh, so if you have a loved one you would like to send uh, some love to, yeah. send us a message. If you are part of a paranormal team, 
send us a message and tell us who uh, you are volunteering for or who you work with as a paranormal team on the weekends uh, and we will do a shout out for them uh, while we're saying that a big shout out to uh, Appy in Sydney for 11 years of um, tours running tours congratulations yep. Pete and all the team yep. they do a fantastic job so if you want to look up them in Sydney they do Parramatta Jail they do Berrima Courthouse um, they've got the old Gundagai Jail they've mm-hmm. got all sorts of fabulous places you can go to so that's the Australian Paranormal Proof Investigators I think that's what the APPI stands for A-P-P-I just look them up and find some great ghost tours to do. Yes, yeah. I think they did a um, overnighter this weekend too. But I want to get uh, to my story here. And this one was sent in to us. So thank you for this because it just fits perfectly for tonight. A woman who is marrying a ghost claims no church will have the couple and they are being threatened with exorcisms. You mean by they priests. won't have a spirit in the church? No. Brocard, 38, is a singer-songwriter from Oxfordshire and fell in love with Eduardo, who she says is the ghost of a Victorian soldier last year. Eduardo appeared in her home and they have been together ever since. Mm-hmm. Like all couples, they, they have times of tension, but for the most part are extremely happy. Eduardo and I are currently arguing over the wedding date, Brocard says. I want a summer wedding, but he hates the heat and I'd secretly love to make him melt. But he disappears often enough as it is. Haha. <laughs> oh no. For weeks we got nowhere with it, so I'm going to design a Ouija board of wedding dates to see which we are both drawn to. I swear he's turned into a complete groomzilla and his list of demands oh, grows daily. He's a demon. <laughs> Eduardo's always had a temperamental nature, but the nuptials seem to be bringing out the worst in him. Remember, Eduardo is a ghost. Brocade. And Eduardo communicates through unusual means. The ghost often sends cryptic messages in the shower. Eduardo leaves subliminal messages in the shower and shows his emotions by sending hot and cold sensations through my body. (laughs) Whatever it is, I need to ask him. He finds a way of communicating back. I'm sure he does. Mm -mm. It doesn't just lay in the parameters of what some people call as normal, but who wants normal? Well, we don't. However, marrying a ghost is proving to be a difficult task. The couple have been shunned from numerous churches because in Institutions see the relationship as blasphemous. Finding the venue is pu- uh, proving, nearly said pubic. <laughs> I want to know if his sort of family going to put in a share towards the wedding. <laughs> Finding the venue is proving rather tricky, she notes. We've been kicked out of a few churches and have been threatened with exorcism already. <laughs> I want a huge white wedding, but a lot of people can't see the vision. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> they need to go to the Arthur Findlay collage. <laughs> they will look after them yes. there. Eduardo has made a few appearances, but there's an overwhelming sense that he doesn't feel comfortable 
available in churches. It's far too risky for him. Brocard, I said it wrong, Brocard claims that some priests do believe in the paranormal, but they can't publicly speak about their beliefs. No, this is true. I refuse to consider any of the typical rules and boundaries, as this isn't a typical romance, she added. I've applied a DIY mentality for everything. I've even designed my own wedding dress, which pays homage to the Victorian era. Eduardo has insisted that I make him a Victorian three-piece suit, and I've played around with a few ideas, but ultimately I just can't see it. (laughs) Who makes this shit up? I'd prefer him to surprise me and to pull a morning suit from his old wardrobe. I thought you were going to say from his butthole. (laughs) Choosing who to invite to the nuptials is also causing a hassle, as most of Eduardo's friends are no longer alive. Even worse... Even worse, his best man is stuck in hell. <laughs> to add a touch of glitz and glamour to the occasion, the couple are inviting a series of celebrities, including the ghosts of Marilyn Monroe, Elvis and the Bard. My dream is to have an eclectic combination of souls at the wedding, says Brocard. I have a blatant disregard to whether they are classified as alive or dead at this point. It barely seems relevant. We're going to invite our favourite historical characters such as Elvis and Marilyn Monroe. William Shakespeare would be warmly welcomed, particularly... Oh, he might write them a sonnet for yes, the wedding. particularly if he's reading a sonnet. There you go. So long as he doesn't reenact Hamlet. On my special day, I don't have four hours to spare for someone else's drama. God, someone's good at this. Someone's really good. Oh, Eduardo, this, was this printed on the 1st of April? No, it was in the in the paper. Oh, this is Joe sent us this, wasn't yes, it? Yeah. Ed, Eduardo desperately wants one of his fellow soldiers to be his best man, but apparently he went to hell in 1875 for running an opium den. He hasn't been reachable since. <laughs> There are so many obstacles to cartwheel over when marrying a dead man. The A-list guest includes King Henry VIII and Johnny Cash. (laughs) Eduardo proposed to Brocard on November 2021 when she found a diamond ring on her pillow after the pair had a fight. She claims a mysterious piece of jewellery was a romantic proposal and said yes to her spirit lover. One morning I awoke to find a ring on my pillow, she recalls. It was digging into the side of my cheek. It felt like I had been stung by a bee or something, but when I touched my face, I felt the stone and ring band. I thought I was dreaming, and I think I fell back asleep, and when I awoke, the ring was gone. Oh. oh! I went for a shower and noticed a question mark appearing in the steam. I was convinced I was half asleep, so I grabbed a few espressos and carried on with my day. The so next, now she's jittery on caffeine as the, well. <laughs> the next night, the same thing happened. But this time I awake to find the ring still there. Again, question marks appeared in the steam on the shower. It was then that the penny dropped. Or oh, was it the bird? Eduardo, Did somebody call the bird? <laughs> Eduardo was proposing. This is love. Shush. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. For the big day, Eduardo has penned a new song and wants to show her devotion. Uh, Brocard, sorry, has penned a new song and wants to show her devotion to Eduardo. I've really tried to pull out all the stops and I've written him a magical wedding song. Oh, so she's written a song on organ? Yeah, if they've pulled out all the stops? <laughs> I plan to walk up Music the aisle joke too. Uh, it's always been my dream to write my own wedding anthem and the paranormal haunting element of Eduardo's presence has provided me with so much inspiration. He's really pushing me to the edge of creativity and challenges me to open my mind to a whole new world. A whole, a whole new, new world. world. <laughs> 
The couple have some very romantic plans for Valentine's Day, but Brocard is slightly annoyed that she has to pay for everything. The That's thing, what I mean. Is, the, is his family yeah. going to kick in for a share? The thing that really annoys me is that I will be left footing the bill, but... He is a cheap date as he doesn't eat or drink in public, she says. I've asked Edwardo to whisk me away for a steamy night of passion, but he's promised he'll always be by my side wherever I travel. There we go. I, I, I have no words from that. No, uh, except no. to maybe say mental health. No. Uh, she she's needs, a good-looking bird. I, yeah. don't, I don't see why she's got an issue. Well, she's a singer-songwriter that's looking for some publicity. Mm. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Yep. Uh, we do have a Valentine's Day shout-out. Happy Valentine's Day to my amazing, beautiful girlfriend, Christy Sullivan. I love you so much. Can you believe our son will be born in two weeks' time oh, from today? That's beautiful. Love always from your baby girl, Katie. Oh, oh congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations, ladies. That's awesome. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. And it's time for Anne's Paranormal Trash or Treasure. I cannot wait. I hope you've had a chance to look on the Newcastle Live radio community page to see the lovely lady who was lucky enough to have this item work for her. Mm. But before we get into that, I have Robert who has a message. He said, no, you are not scammers. You are two lovely ladies giving your time to entertain and educate those wanting to know about things that go bump in the night. Oh, thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Robert is one of our grandest poo bars. All right. So what is it about tonight? This one can be found on Etsy. The home of all weirdness. I was actually struggling to even find haunted items on eBay. Oh. I don't know whether they've had a, a bit of a clean out. It must or, have been Christmas. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, what is on offer today is worth $86.47. Oh, bargain, whatever it is. But there is additional items that you can have with it. Oh. So you can add fries mm. and a Coke and nuggies and mm. an apple pie. <laughs> nuggies. <laughs> I love my nuggies. Don't pick on the nuggies. I don't want to know what's in them. <laughs> This is the super sexy spell. Become a sex magnet, attract hot love spell and intimacy. All that for only eighty-six forty-seven. Mm. Now I tried really hard not to go with anything dirty or grotty tonight. <laughs> Sadly I had no luck. <laughs> So, this beautiful person, and if I do remember their name, their name is Blondie. So, that's a great... That's, um, yeah. I don't know if it's the singer Blondie, but, you know, never know. Anyway, I will cast the very powerful and extremely effective spell that will bring dramatic success to enhance sex appeal and make you super sexier. To bring dramatic success in increasing your libido and sexual prowess to maximum, increasing passion and sexual pleasure beyond all imagination. So the words I'm punching out are in capitals. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, I'm just not, in case you miss them. Yeah, just I, I'm not being an over actor here. I'm just no. reading it as it is. Right. Mm-hmm. There's pages of this, this stuff. There is clients worldwide in every culture and country buy this for numerous purposes to increase their sexuality, desirability, performance, 
to attract partners, to attract a specific person, a specific kind of person, and more. What is it? What is it? Straight, gay, bi, trans, poly, all welcome. They even welcome parrots. (laughs) (laughs) I will personalise the ritual just for you. Widely increase... (coughs) (laughs) Sorry, frog in my throat. Widely increase the attraction of desirable hot lovers. Your sexual and sensual satisfaction... Getting tongue-tied there, my sweet. (laughs) And sensation in a hot, arousing, positive, fun, loving and healthy sex life by stimulating your cells to make you stunning, noticed, adored and crazy attractive. Amplify your natural pheromones <laughs> that send out signals, making you super desirable to dramatically enhance your sexiness and beauty. I'm never going to put capitals in anything, all right, ever again. Are you picking up which ones are capitals? Am I making it clear enough? Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. I'm using all my acting training here. Mm-hmm. All right. The Mayan sexiness will dramatically increase your sexuality making you 1,000 times more irresistible and attractive, make you feel increased passion and pleasure and attract more love, more romance, fun and put adventure and spontaneity in. You're getting a lot for your 86 bucks, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. In your love life, make you appear to be, oh, Jesus, repeating this, a thousand times more fabulous looking, confident, energetic and passionate with increased attractiveness, with a purity of heart and soul, matched with courage, confidence and competence <gasps> oh, to make you sexy goodness. and become even more attractive. I think that Ghost Rider might have been involved in this. Oh, I think so. Attract more enjoyable experiences. I think they've been drinking the <coughs> same energy drink that I'm on at the moment. <laughs> Except, oh, I'm a little bit worried now. What's going to happen? <laughs> Don't you slide off your seat there. No way. Um, accentuate your sexual attractiveness and enhance your natural chemistry, sexual talents and abilities. Do you have any sexual talents, Renata? No, none. Yeah, even me neither. Um, make you even more sexually appealing. Oh, my God, it just goes on and on. Increase sexual magnetism and quantity and quality of encounters. This spell will attract lovers to you. Oh, sorry. This spell will attract lovers to you <laughs> as though you are an erotic <laughs> magnet. The spell will be done <coughs> on the same day as your order, usually within three hours. Okay. <laughs> we'll just cut and paste that and yeah, put it on yeah. a piece of paper and away you go. So apparently how this works is that they will email you or send you a message through Etsy, yeah? Right. And uh, you'll get a certificate of completion. Oh, nice. You can add that to your collections nice. of certificates do, of participation. How, how do they know you've completed it? They're just sending oh, it no, to no, you. Oh, no, 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 no. They will they'll cover all that oh, for you. They're okay. part of the but, completion. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So first off, you've got to send your full love needs so be specific people Uh write out exactly what you need Uh Um, and wishes with names and intentions in the notes Uh um, during checkout please note that they're going to light a candle for you but the candle will not be posted to you Uh that'd be dangerous it would post (laughs) especially (laughs) it was um, email that would not be good Um, they said I will do the lighting casting Uh and burning for you within three hours and email your certificate of completion 
completion. There you go. Right. So there's okay, your proof. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You get your piece of paper that says yeah. that you've done so it. I've done it. Yeah. And that's as good Believe as a me. lot of those exorcism Believe certificates me. you that's can get mm-hmm. where you become an exorcist. Uh, if your order is sent late at night, you will get it first thing in the morning. So they just want to reiterate here that they only work with pure love, sorry, pure love, positivity, energy, using the world's most famous and powerful, oh, actually, it's power foo, power foo, laws of attraction. <laughs> I use no black magic, <laughs> evil occult, or witchcraft. You, you nearly blew my eardrum out. Sorry. <laughs> the deaf people have been using your headphones again. You know there's somebody in here who has them turn up so loud. Um, uh, I use no black magic, evil occult, or witchcraft. I'm sorry, but this is occult work. <laughs> it is absolutely occult work. What an absolute knob. <laughs> <laughs> they are 100% safe. And the most powerful <laughs> rituals that exist, handed down only to, from the descendants of the Templars. Oh, well, I wow. Know. How's that for a lineage? Gee. I do not practice a cult of any type. No. None not of, at all. None of, none of that, no. The Templars weren't a cult at all, were no, they? not at all. No. Oh, t- anyway, the, the add-ons, the upgrades that okay. you can go for. Um, apparently one of them is called Enhanced Manhood. So you get all of the first statement plus Enhanced Manhood. But that does take the price up to $101.13. Now, the other one... Better be worth it. um, I'd like to know how she does this, because if they sent the candle to you, you might actually be able to work on that. But um, it says for the the additional extras, they can offer for $101.13 tight vagina and beauty. Right. So as I said, if they sent the candle, you could practice your Kleagles on that. <laughs> I don't know. But, but. We'll we leave it to the imagination. We have reviews. Oh, We've got oh. a couple of reviews. Of course. And um, they didn't write these at all. No, 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 no. no. Uh, this, this one, they had the optional extra of the sex magnet. This worked. I actually think it worked too well. This has caused my best friend to be obsessed with me sexually. He started saying things he has never said and just simply finds me m- more irresistible than ever has before. He's been requesting pics and videos of me every day. Warning signs, red flags <laughs> for the last week or so. We've had fun, but this amplified it for sure. Definitely purchased if you want to spice things up and have some fun. Mm. Um, now, this person here, um, they uh, bought the uh, tight vagina plus beauty. Already feeling many changes in me, looking young and attractive in the mirror. I wonder if she's looking at... <laughs> no, sh- sh- no, no, no. My checks are... My checks. Well, she said checks. I think it's meant to be my cheeks. <laughs> are so pinkish and feeling oh, tightness too. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> Wrong cheeks. Stop. Stop. I didn't realise that when I read that out. I thought they made a face. Stop. Keep going. Keep I don't going. know if I can. <laughs> I can't open my eyes enough to read it. Oh dear. Okay. Blondie, your powerful ritual making me positive hope happy for my purchase blondie you are god gifted and my only confidential fairy <laughs> oh my god i've said the fairy word god knows what will happen there <laughs> i wanted to buy many times no. last one optional extra was again time for, i'm going to try and pre-read this type vagina and beauty oh my god i'm pretty sure this is a spell that's working on me because i'm a hot commodity right now i used to get lots of admirers but this spell took it up a notch and uh, now <coughs> now is admiration and 
hearts and flowers let's date in their eyes and the number of men has ramped up considerably as well holy moly i also need to acknowledge that one guy told me that my no, I can't read that out. Told me no, no, that she's can't. got a magic apparently no, you cat. Can't. You can't. She's got a magic cat. All right. All right. 100% recommend. <laughs> just if you just be careful if you can't handle the heat. We've got to go to a song. Yes. Oh my God. I need to read through these things okay. before let's, we go to air. Let's get down to it. Sinead now. O'Connor, nothing compares to you. And it's that time of the evening that we cross over to you guys to answer your questions about the paranormal and also to give you the shout-outs that you have been sending across. So do you have one there for us, Renata? Um, oh, no, she's scrolling, scrolling. I think she's being selective. Um, someone asked, uh, someone sent us a photo of the hat man. Oh, they found the hat they man? They found the hat man. Very good photo. But I wanted to say to you that uh, if you look closely at that photo there, Renata, it does actually say smoking kills behind <laughs> the uh, the hat man. So um, right, okay. we all know now what happened to the hat man. Yep. So thank you for sending that through. Yeah, now, one too many cigarettes. Yeah, we do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, ladies. Do our family members that are in the spirit world visit us? I'm sure that I heard my mum's voice last night. She passed last month. I also smell her perfume sometimes. Mm, what a beautiful thing to go through and certainly nothing that should be scary to you. Uh, we certainly believe that our um, family does come and visit us on occasion, sometimes often and sometimes not at all. Um, it it could be once and then that's it or it could be very very often so you know you have had sort of two things happen you've heard her voice and you've smelt her perfume um, and they are you know very realistic things that have happened for you so take that beautiful uh, inspiration and that beautiful um, moment that happened for you as reality and yes she certainly came to visit i wonder whether you're going through anything in particular right now um, that she has caused to come through and uh, uh, you know make herself known to you um, maybe she's giving you a message that she's nearby and well, she only she's passed last, last month so it's mm. a very recent passing yeah yeah and sometimes people are desperately waiting for a message to come from their loved ones they want a sign from spirit to know they're okay but uh we we sort of have this theory that some are ready to come back and, and talk straight away and let you know they're okay, but others have things they've got to work through before they can come back. Mm. What do you reckon, Renata? Yeah, sometimes. Um, I don't know. I don't know how this works. We I won't just know until we die, yeah, and just, I'm not in a rush to find out. I just know spooky stuff happens, and we hear about this spooky stuff all the time. <coughs> and uh, we've all had sort of experiences where we feel that our loved ones have come back. Um I've very rarely had sort of dreams or um, visions of both my mother or father coming back. Very, very rarely. Uh, I'd like to say it was more often, but it's not. And um, there's not much I can do about it. They've 
gone and they've decided not to come back or not to leave any messages, that's fine. Um, but we hear of people who really feel as though their loved ones are their guardian angels and looking after them and looking after their children. Now, don't forget you can text your questions through to 0490 We have time for you to either text your question through or text a shout-out to your paranormal team or... Uh, yeah, do a Valentine's Day shout out to someone. If you're single, give a shout out to your best friend or something like that. If they're they're lonely as well, I used to hate Valentine's Day when I was at school because all the other kids would get cards and secret presents, and I'd get nothing, absolutely nothing. I was the ugly duckling of the school. Uh, Join the club. All right, Mel would like to wish all the singles out there a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, um, Maxine is also wishing a happy Valentine's Day to her husband, who she loves very much. Uh, love you to the moon and back. Happy Valentine's Day to you and me as well from Maxine. Oh, thank you, Maxine. Look, thanks, Maxine. That's probably the only happy Valentine's Day I'll get because my husband won't even notice. Um and Jody has sent through a message saying, Happy Valentine's second birthday to my gorgeous niece, Eleanor. Oh, awesome. Wow. Uh, now, we're getting very excited about our trip to England, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are. Seven weeks. Seven weeks and one day. Actually, we will be in Sydney seven weeks today, mm-hmm. getting ready to fly out the next morning mm-hmm. on Japan Airlines. To, to fly 11 hours and then sit in the airport lounge for 18 <laughs> hours waiting for the flight. But I have to say, I saw ads on YouTube for Japan tourism. Right. So, maybe. so they're saying, yeah, come and plan your holiday in Japan. And I'm screaming at the TV. Ask Roman. I was screaming at them and calling them every day under the sun saying, but you won't let us into your country. How can you be asking us to look at booking holidays when you won't even let us out of the freaking airport? I got a little bit wound up. You did. You sound like it. <laughs> um, so we've we booked a couple of sites though. So we've we've already booked the Jamaica Inn. We have booked Chillingham Castle. We have booked. Um, where else? Where else have we booked? Um, um, we're going to Bodmin Jail, which Bodmin is Jail. one of the the true hauntings. Mm-hmm. <coughs> we're looking Skirred Inn. Skirred Inn. We've Skirred we've in. got accommodation there now. Skirred Inn. Uh, that's very exciting because that was, they were really hard to get hold of, and I'm excited to go back to Hay on Wye, the book town. Yes, oh, so we've got a, a lovely little place there, just out of the way, so that we can sort of chill out for a day um, before we sort of get on the road and start doing recording again. Yeah, I, and look, I just have to say a big thank you to Portable Tree who sent through all that information about sleeping in the airport Japan. Um, sadly, we can't get to Terminal 1. We are in Terminal 3, and that's the international airport, and we're not allowed out of Terminal 3. So we can't get over to the sleep pods, but that's okay. Welcome back, spooksters and parastalkers, and of course, our grand poobars. Now, you can become a grand poobar of Anne and Renata and support us and our content uh, that we uh, put out every single week. And uh, just look up Anne and Renata Frightfully Good on 
Patreon and you will find us there. Now, we've got some more bits and bobs that are coming mm-hmm. through. Now, before you do that, <coughs> um, we actually went out to the Wyong Milk Factory last Wednesday night. Oh, we did. And we had a, a live tarot show. Oh, my gosh, and, yes. And uh, we had a, a great crowd and um, they might be they might have been a little bit slow to warm up, but by the end of the evening, I think we had won them over. Yeah. It, look, it was a different space for us because normally they have us up in a smaller room, but that room was having its floor polished and apparently we would have asphyxiated if we'd tried to go up there. Yes. Uh, so we were in the beer garden, which holds 150 people. And um, normally we only work to a crowd of about 40, but we'd sold out. We actually went up to 54. Um, but they spread out so far. So it was hard for us to have that intimate sort yes, of yes. feeling with them. But yeah. um, we had some cracker readings. You were on the ball. You were really on the ball. And speaking of which, it was one of them that um, you're saying, now I've got someone here with me and there's, I see a picture of him. He's swimmers. He's like he's budgie smugglers and he's going, hey, I look pretty good in these. I'm all muscly and don't I look good in my swimmers? And the, the lovely lady's gone, yeah, yeah, he was a lifeguard. <laughs> and I've just gone, oh, Renata, you're <laughs> so good. Uh, Every so often. Every now and then she has a moment. <laughs> Every now and then. I want to give a shout out to Night Stalker Paranormal. Uh, Brent wants to know, in your opinion, where is the most haunted location in Australia? Oh, I don't know whether I've been there yet. We've I don't know. There are so many places that we haven't been to yet that have awesome histories. I've been to a number of places that are really, really interesting. Of course, we have to do a shout-out for Maitland Jail because that's where we work. Time and they got ha- nominated as um, the most haunted site too in the yes. recent Paranormal Awards. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. And we love working there, of course. Um, also, Tomago House has to be on top of that list as well because, I mean, the last two... Uh, tours that we have done there have been epic Mm -hmm. that's the only word that i can say epic and look it's really difficult because we'd have to go and visit every single place in australia now monte cristo homestead is reportedly the most um, haunted homestead in australia Uh we haven't had a great deal of experiences there but we had uh, i got a great photo there Uh um and i mean q station manly that can go totally insane i worked there for six years and um that that was the oh, the uh, EVP um, the voice that you hear with mm-hmm. on the recorders the amount of voices that we caught that were intelligent conversations and like um, my mother's dying and things like that on there mm. it's like oh mm. um, yeah and you know we've got the asylums down in Victoria as well that mm. are pretty off the chain and yeah, um, yeah well, not so that we we didn't experience anything great in Aradale but it certainly had great vibes oh absolutely it's one um, of those places you need to go and see yeah and look it depends on the day you're there whether there's mm-hmm. any activity or not um, um, but uh, who? What? What do you think? You guys would say is the most haunted place, or the scariest place, or the most active place in Australia? Text it through to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, and that will give Renata and I a list of things that we can work through. Mm. Uh, Meg just wanted to say, I have tears running down my cheeks. You girls are hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Meg. Wh- which cheeks? <laughs> oh, I had the right one. That was the mistake I made. Uh-huh. Oh, 
Danana. Um, and now we've got a <coughs> sorry, happy Valentine's Day to all of the team at Casper from Jenny Alderton. Aww. Are you still camping, Jenny? Are you back yet? <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, Portable Treat, yeah, it sucks. It sucks that we can't get there. But they're, as I said, they're advertising for Japan as a tourist destination now. So it must be going to open up soon. I reckon they're going to review everything at the end of this month. And I'm just, I'm saying so many prayers that they're going to reopen. Now, speaking of prayers, very quickly, I just want to give a shout out tonight to a beautiful young girl whose name is Ella. Mm. She is uh, the granddaughter of uh, two of our volleys and the daughter of one of our volleys. And uh, she is struggling health-wise at the moment. She's just had an operation. She is only three, three or four years old. Mm. Um, And she has also just been diagnosed with COVID. So, guys, if you could add into your thoughts, prayers, healing, whatever it is you do and believe in, send it out to little Ella tonight who is in Sydney and needs a load of healing sent her way you're listening to spooky sundays on newcastle live radio welcome back welcome back welcome back everyone to the second hour of spooky sundays Hello. Sorry about coughing. <laughs> Just every now and then. Like, if I have one of those big laughs like I did in the first hour, it uh, loosens crap in my lungs. I want to give a shout-out to Sarah Moran as well, Moran, uh, who is marrying my son next month. She's had her doze weekend this weekend. And, Sarah, those cupcakes look fantastic, by the way, but I'm really glad I didn't get to eat one. Don't ask what they look like. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, well, welcome to the second hour of Spooky Sundays. And uh, we're going to hit off this second hour with a story. Um, now, this one doesn't come from Australia because I had difficulty finding a, a sort of a love story associated mm. with ghosts Um in Australia. Yep. So I kind of did a frantic search, and this is the one that I found. And Not I think, that we leave things to the last minute no, at all. No, and, and you might actually, uh, well, you will very, very soon know where this is based, and it's quite a famous one. Um, this story has been uh, done the rounds again most recently with some shows and things. Mm-hmm. So this is how it starts. Frowning teenager Shirley Hitchings stared at her bed. She'd come up to her room and instantly spotted something strange, a silver key resting on her pillow. Shirley, 15, had never seen the ornate old-fashioned key before. Confused, she handed it to her dad, Wally, a tube train driver. He didn't recognise it either. They tried every cupboard and door in the family home in Battersea, South <gasps> London. Oh, we haven't done this one on True Hauntings no, yet. No, we have not. But it didn't fit anywhere in the property at 63 Cliff Road. Let's give everyone the address so they can go and mm-hmm. stand in front of the house. Mm-hmm. And I found the, uh, what was the other one I found? The Enfield. I've got yes. the ad- address for the Enfield. I want to get a photo in front of it. Those poor people that live there. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious key was put to one side. Later that day in January 1956, Shirley realised the key had vanished. So strange. That moment signalled the beginning of one of Britain's most infamous ghost stories and the start of a 12-year ordeal for Shirley and her family. It was 2am 
hours after the discovery of the key when it all kicked off. Shirley and the family, her dad, mum Kitty, brother John and Gran Ethel were woken by horrendous banging noises. They seemed to be coming from within the walls, the ceilings and the floors. Oh, sounds like a poltergeist to me. It was so loud that even that it even disturbed neighbours on the other side of their rented terraced house. Keep it down, they called out, annoyed by the disruption. Terrified, the family called the police, and later that morning an officer came to interview them. He took notes and looked in disbelief at the sleep-deprived family. The story seemed unbelievable. I think the whole house has had a bit too much cocoa, he smirked. But as the weeks weeks passed, there were even more unexplained noises, banging from under the floorboards and behind walls like someone stamping around. And then other strange things happened. A clock fell from the shelf. Kitchen. Furniture flew through the air. Whee! And a pile of tea towels burst into flames. <laughs> I'm so good at this. I've missed my calling uh, in life. You have. As a, as a foley artist. Yeah, foley artist. Ta- uh, the, and the weirdness always seemed to centre around Shirley. Tapping noises followed her around the house. One night she was woken by scratching sounds coming from her headboard. The bed covers were ripped away. Whee! <laughs> she was thrown from her bed. Ooh! Daddy, make it stop, she sobbed when <laughs> Wally raced really... <laughs> When Wally raced Are you in. reading a porn script? No! Daddy, Shirley, make it stop. <laughs> Shirley was accused of playing tricks. Is it you, Wally asked? No, she insisted. Oh, that's good enough for me, he nodded, believing his terrified daughter. Besides, what could she make noises from behind walls, doors and ceilings with? Instead, the family became convinced they were terrorised by a dark spirit and they even named it Donald. I'm going to eat your soul. Shirley Grant's Ethel. It's Shirley's (laughs) Grant. You're, you're warming me up for my segment. Keep going. Shelley's Grand Ethel, who was deeply religious, believed that Donald was the devil. Well, we know now, don't we? We do know. Yeah, we do. She threw holy water over Shirley and held up a crucifix. Oh, oh no. no. That would be awful. Oh, no. Take what, that. What, what happened next was terrifying. I think that was terrifying. As if Donald had gone berserk, the crucifix fell across the room and the curtains were left in tatters. Feeling desperate, Wally confided in a colleague whose wife was a medium. Oh, of course. Shirley went to stay with a couple in the hope the evil spirit could be drawn from her. But when they put their hands on her head and started chanting, Shirley was scared. She begged her mum and dad to return to the family home. Oh, I've got a chant for you in uh, the the next story. Oh, God. And when the police heard about the attempted exorcism, Shirley and her father were taken in for questioning. The case this was then debated in the House of Commons after the family's MP demanded a police apology. Wow. Suddenly, Shirley was front page news. The press dubbed Donald the Battersea Pottergeist and described him as Shirley's ghostly lover. I've never even had a boyfriend, poor Shirley gasped, oh, notified. A lover? They've jumped to that. Yep. Then ghost hunter Harold Chibbett turned up on the doorstep at Wycliffe Road. A World War I veteran, he was a tax inspector by day and a paranormal investigator at night. 
He covers both ends of the spectrum there. Wow. Harold was intrigued by the newspaper reports. Mm, I'm intrigued. It starts with little girls like you, Shirley, he said. (laughs) Back to the porn script. Harold explained how poltergeists like Donald were thought to feed from pure life energy given off by youngsters. After that, Mr Chib, as the family called him, stayed in their kitchen at night. He tried to contact Donald using cards with letters on them. I'm not giving up until we get through to him, he vowed, asking the spook to write a message with a pen. And sure enough, soon there was a note. Chills ran down Shirley's spine as she read the ghostly scrawl. Shirley, I come. old ladies. I'm just going to put that out there now. Donald wrote again, demanding a quill rather than a writing stick, suggesting he was a spirit from centuries past. Mr. Chip couldn't persuade it to leave the family and the entity became more menacing. Shirley found her dolls with their heads cut off and chilling one-word notes, punish. Donald was planning more torment. The haunting profoundly affected Shirley. Having been a carefree, confident girl planning to go to art college, she became a shell of her former self. She lost her friends and couldn't get a boyfriend. She was all at 15 and a half by then. (laughs) She dried up. She'd gone. Described herself as existing and not living. Eventually, she did find love. She married Derek. Is that Derek O'Cora? Mary loves Dick. In 1965, and the couple moved to Bognor Regis. That sounds like a nice place. Bognor. West Sussex, where they had a son, David, now 54, and a daughter, Karen, 52. But to Shirley's horror, Donald followed them to her new home. There Mm -hmm. was more mischief, strange sounds late at night, furniture moving by itself. Finally, in 1968, after 12 years of torment, there was one last note. Donald said goodbye and promised to leave them in peace. Shirley was free. But in the years that followed, she never forgot. All forgave. What a story. Yeah. We need to get into that one. Yeah. And look, I do have thoughts on it, but I think we'll wait for the True Hauntings podcast to actually reveal my thoughts on what was happening there. Mm. Uh, But, um, oh, we've got just a couple of messages here. Mm All right. Um, Oh, what was it that... uh, uh, Meatloaf said, I, I won't do that. I did ask, I won't do that. What was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but first off, we have Daniela said, Tommy Girl House went off last night. Copeland Forest always has activity and Maitland Jail goes off every time. Love yeah. from Daniela. Thanks, Daniela. Uh, Maxine said, what an awesome song as this song was playing on the radio when me and hubby met in my lounge room. Oh, nice. Uh, Jenny said, she's still camping. They did an investigation with Casper at the Serviston railway station near the Vic South Australia border. Border, Lots of activity there. It's the fourth time and it's never never disappointed the team. They've always had a 
a great time. And Erin just said that um, she's just binged the Battersea Poltergeist podcast, obviously not ours, um, and the whole story is crazy. Still don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be digging into it, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you know mm. what's coming up after the next song? Yes, your, your ghost story. All right, so let me prime you just before we go. Yeah. So this is the Ghost Rider story. I have to create a synopsis and a title. So I have given it the title, Paranormal Investigators Anne and Renata Must Solve the Case of the Dried Out Prostitutes at King's Cross. Right? So the plot... So you started badly. I did. I did. But that that does get explained. Uh, The plot summary, Anne and Renata have been called to King's Cross on Valentine's Day to solve the case of the local prostitutes being sucked dry to a husk and their bodies thrown in dark alleys. Anne Renata, paranormal investigators, uh, fear it is Kevin the Incubus committing these horrendous murders. He will murder 13 more before midnight on Valentine's Day before his evil spirit returns to the underworld only to reappear the following year and do it all again. Intrepid ghost hunters Anne and Renata must solve this case using their EMF detector and spirit box to capture the spirit and return it to hell forever. So that is what I've typed in. Okay. Then I've said ghostwriter, create me a story out of that Mm -hmm. and after this next song you're gonna hear just how far south ghostwriter went it's time for our true ghost story written by the ghostwriter the ghostwriter oh i can't wait to see where this goes oh i know so as you heard i read out that summary about the uh kevin the incubus and um he was going to commit you know, 13 more, more murders. Well, I had a few issues with the ghostwriter. Firstly, they're obsessed with me. Mm-hmm. Because it was Anne and Renata, they seemed to keep putting me first all the time, and I had to keep rewriting things in to bring you back into the picture. Um, and when I made it Renata and Anne last week, it still didn't feature you as much as it should have. Anyway, maybe it doesn't recognise the name Renata. I don't know. Anyway, let's go from the top. And I want to know at the end of this session on 0490-84886, are you enjoying the Ghostwriter stories, the adventures of Anne and Renata, totally made up and full of crap? And do you want more of them or should we quit? Here we go. Anne and Renata, world-renowned paranormal investigators, have been called to another urgent case. They'd been called to many urgent cases over the years, but this one was different. This time, their travels took them to Sydney, Australia, and specifically... King's Cross. Rumours run amuck in the cross. There was a legend that many years ago a man called Kevin had gone on a murderous rampage after his girlfriend of 13 years refused his proposal on Valentine's Day and admitted she was a hooker. It seemed as each Valentine's Day approached, ladies of the night started to disappear and only their clothes would be found in dark alleys. The last murder would take place at the stroke of midnight. Anne and Renata arrived at King's Cross and decided to start investigating by chatting to the prostitutes for any information. Anne and Renata had been doing this for years, asking questions and getting free drinks. (laughs) 
this is where the ghost writer seems to go down a hole. Okay. Today was no different, and Andrew and Renata soon found themselves in a bar called the Lady Luck Tavern. Mm-hmm. Anne ordered her usual scotch on the rocks, while Renata went for an amaretto sour. Oh. Anne set about making conversation with the barmaid by flirting with her amply displayed cleavage. Anne then went into questioning mode, but did not get much apart from being propositioned again. (laughs) Anne decided to ask the girls of the Lady Luck Tavern what they knew about Kevin. They all denied knowing him, so Anne brought them another round of drinks instead of sharing more information. She then turned her attention to the barmaid once more, who Anne knew was called something completely different, but Anne decided to call her Cherry. (laughs) (laughs) Anne found Cherry very attractive and didn't want to, to upset her. So she would break it to Cherry later on. But for now, Anne needed information. So Anne let Cherry serve other customers while she worked out what Kevin had been up to. Anne contemplated how much gotch she'd have before being fired. Before, sorry. Anne contemplated how many scotches she'd have before finally getting her the answers she needed. Just then, Renata walked back into the bar with an angry look on her face, waving her EMF meter. What do you think you're doing, Anne? She said. We're supposed to be here on business, Anne, not getting pissed. Anne looked at Renata and laughed. <laughs> Anne knew her limits, unlike the wayward Renata, who Anne suspected had never even seen her limits, let alone, let alone know what they were. Oh, obviously it's one glass. <laughs> Anne replied, never mind that now, I've got it all in hand. Anne smiled at Renata and said, just follow my lead. Anne decided to try again with Cherry. Anne asked Cherry for another drink, but this time Anne's eyes were fixed firmly in place. Cherry picked up the glass in front of Anne and began making her way over when suddenly she stopped dead still. Anne could feel there was something very wrong, so she slowly turned around. There behind her, an eerie-looking man whom Anne knew all too well. Anne began to speak. Ah, Kevin, what a pleasant surprise. Anne knew she needed to work fast and turned once more to Cherry, who now looked like she was about to murder Anne. Anne turned back slowly and could see Kevin getting closer. He said nothing, but Anne could hear his voice in her head. Anne said deeply into Kevin's eyes and spoke softly, Kevin, Kevin, you don't want to do this. Come on now, let's let's send you home. Anne hoped that by talking to him like that would ease the situation. It was then that Anne felt something awful inside of herself begin tugging at her very soul. 
out of the corner of her eye, she saw Renata leave the building quickly after closing her EMF meter, for Anne knew she had to get Kevin back to hell quickly. Anne pleaded with him one last time, but then she could feel him trying to enter her body. She felt sick and threw up on the floor beside her and was now struggling whilst Kevin tried to enter her body again and needed more of an upper hand so she thought hard of where Kevin would be most vulnerable and decided that his Achilles heel would be Cherry. Anne looked deep into Cherry's eyes once more and spoke again. Kevin... Listen, can't you see? Anne pulled her spirit box out of her handbag. (laughs) Anne spoke again. Cherry is the one who needs you. Kevin took a step back, looking at Cherry suspiciously. This gave Anne some thinking room for what to do next. It was then that Renata burst through the door, accidentally knocking Anne out cold. Poor Anne. She had no idea what was going on. Yeah. This is the most bizarre story. Just remember the plot we started off with. Yep, yep, yep. Anne awoke the next morning in Renata and Anne's secret hideout with a massive headache and saw Renata standing beside her. Anne sat up slowly, trying not to make the pain worse, when she saw Kevin stood behind Renata looking sheepish. Anne thought quickly and began to speak in a stern voice, Kevin, you come with me now. She knew that like any child, Kevin would do as he was told if Anne scolded him enough. The ghost hunting team knew it was time to send this troubled spirit back. What he had done on this earth was unforgivable and there was no place for him here. Now, I just have to say on a side note, I have kept a line, one of Renata's lines, (laughs) secret. Now, she is about to do something and I have to hand her her line that she is about to say. Renata stood before Kevin, raised her arms and chanted some secret words to send him home. Garish, Beetle, Banff. (laughs) Banff. Banff, Banff, Banff. Be gone and return to your realm. And she just thrown it at me. And Renata stood back watching to make sure Kevin was gone. And looked down at her hand. It had turned a ghostly white. Renata smiled as she knew this was a sign to show that Kevin had fully left the earthly (laughs) plane and once again was in his own realm Mm. and sighed with relief. But she wouldn't rest again until she saw Cherry. Renata saw that look in Anne's eye and knew there was only one thing left to do. Hit the cross with the EMF meters and see what Anne could pick up. (laughs) My (coughs) God. Hang on. Oh, not finished yet. Okay. No, it's got a little bit of a uh, little, it's called title text, but I think it's meant to give you an update on what's happened. Okay. 
Kevin's victim count has six since risen to 26. Oh. With suspects including Anne, oh. Renata, oh. Jacob the Bouncer, that guy who Anne saw at Cherry's place before, <laughs> and Anne again. <laughs> the police are still baffled. Oh. Wow. How's that for a story? What a story. I need to know. Do we need to keep this this ghostwriter happening, guys? Are you enjoying it? Text us now on 0490-84886 and let me know. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays, everyone. And we have the delightful Christy from Spells and Spirits on the line with another fabulous spell or some information all about love, I'm hoping, Christy. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yes, Kevin, she's there. I was a bit worried with all those dial tones that were coming through there for a moment. I pressed the yeah, wrong button. Yeah, you hung up on me. Yeah, I pressed, <laughs> we, I pressed we, the wrong button. We did, ha- we did mention the word fairy earlier on and that we know that normally yeah. makes everything go poop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what can you share with us on the eve of Valentine's Day? Well, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, the day of love. Yeah, they picked the wrong saint, didn't they? Didn't they do something horrible to him, St. Valentine? Like, you know, remember. cut him up into pieces or whatever. Yeah, something and, like that. Yeah, some horrible thing. Anyway, what do you got for us? <laughs> hi, Jedda. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying hi. Hello, everyone. Well, look, from me, there will be no love spells from me. Oh. So I really think Trash and Trevor, Trash and Treasure fully covered that. Okay, you're welcome. I'm yeah. here for you. I thought you were going to say Trash and Trevor. <laughs> trash and Kevin. But I just don't think one should have to squat over a hand mirror to check the See if those cheeks are rosy. <laughs> but given that all of us have free wills, I just don't think starting a loving, healthy relationship should be started by manipulating someone's feelings. Exactly. Um, and also, let's not talk about spells to get back your ex, because really, that's just like putting on yesterday's underpants. I actually... <laughs> <laughs> I did see that one. There was a, a spell for getting your ex back, and I thought, if I go anywhere near that, Renata will yell at me. Oh, <laughs> we always say the same thing. What did you leave them in the first place? Have you forgotten? I like that, though. Have it's like putting on dirty underwear. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. So let's look at some lovely witchy ways then to honour the, the day of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So we've got, I'll just let you know, you must have a, the other phone line open because I'm hearing us on repeat. Oh. Oh. Okay. Who knows? She must have, <laughs> it's Renata. Anything is possible. Right, I'm just going to talk because it's really confusing because I'm hearing. We, we won't interrupt you. Okay. Hearing all of us again speak the same things on delay. But if you receive roses this Valentine's Day, just be aware that some of the most of the store-bought roses that you get are actually dyed and sprayed with pesticides, which is pretty yucky. So no making tinctures or tonics with them, so don't apply them to your skin and don't ingest them. But that doesn't mean that this gift shouldn't be made into something wonderful and witchy. So with your roses, when you're finished enjoying the visual pleasure of having a nice bunch of roses in your home, pick the petals, Pop them in a jar, add some water, and just pop them in a dark place for a couple of weeks. And with the water that you make, you can use it to draw sigils, 
and you can use the rose water as an offering or you could make a self-love aura spray with maybe some pops of rose crystal quartz in there. Um, or actually I should make a um, Spells and Spirits effing I Love Me spray. Yes, that's with a good idea. The wild roses have grown... Um, to be Valentine's Day flower of choice these days. Traditionally, it was actually violets that were given on Valentine's Day. So right up until the 1930s, um, a lot of people still preferred to receive a bouquet of violets. Um, and that's actually due to the original mythology around St. Valentine. So according to one bit of lore, here was a priest who was persecuted by Emperor Claudius of Rome for his Christian beliefs. And it said that in his cell he um, managed to pick the violets that grew outside his cell, crush them, and he was able to make an ink out of them and actually write letters oh. with them. Um, but what I really like about these Victorian times that went on is that they use this day as an emotional expression to let out all, and not just send love poems, but to also send hate mail as well. <laughs> so a vinegar valentine was a handy way to rid themselves of unwanted romantic attention. So these nasty notes, they didn't smell of vinegar in the same way that the love letter may have been perfumed and smelled lovely, but they were certainly sour. The authors would outline all the things they loathed about the recipient alongside a caricature illustration. Now, I just think that's gold. Like really, really clearing through. I have all that never heard magic. that before. Like, no. no, I've never heard that before. And wow. Robert wants to sign up for your uh, Christie's effing love yourself spray. He thinks that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. But also, just one last thing as well. So you know, forget about haunting a cemetery on Halloween. It's also part of a superstition tradition around with young people who would actually head to a graveyard on Valentine's Day to. To find any, to find any signs or omens at midnight to guess who their beloved would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you're single, you're alone. Hang out at the graveyard or the cemetery, not between the hours of sunset and sunrise. So you'd have to go during the day and see if you can pick up any omens. Okay. Well, that sounds like a fabulous thing to do. I can just see uh, Sandgate Cemetery in Newcastle being packed tomorrow with oh, people yes. um, doing the uh, desperate and dateless thing. Mm-hmm. It could be like Cemetery Tinder. Oh. <laughs> like-minded people getting yes, together. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Miss Christie. And look, um, thank you for being a professional there and soldiering on through that echo. We've got yeah. no echo here whatsoever. We can't see anything wrong with the switchboard, but we are here by ourselves and, and we have mentioned the fairy word. Yeah, we so, have said fairy. Um, so. Anything is possible. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, and what we'll do is we'll put a link up to Spells and Spirits on the page. So if anybody does want to reach out to you and get um, some of your beautiful sprays or uh, have a look at what you have online. I'm looking forward to, to the effing love yourself spray. Thank you, Christy, and have a great week. Bye. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. 
And welcome back for our last few minutes. Anne's got some messages to read out, but um, we want to send a big shout out and a Valentine's Day love to our fabulous team uh, that come and help us uh, every time we do a tour uh, or an event. They are always there. They're very, very professional. We love them to death. Um, And to all of you guys that are part of our fabulous volunteers, we love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Now, I have some results from the Should We Keep the Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Catherine is saying, don't stop. Love the Ghost Rider stories. Jody, yes, loving the Ghost Rider stories are hilarious and you never know where the story is going, ever. <laughs> Neither do we. <laughs> I think Renata lives in terror every week I that do. I do one. So don't go too deep, Anne. Don't, don't go too deep. I, I, <laughs> Um, Karen, these ghostwriter stories are a hoot. I vote to keep them as part of the show. Um, Robert did offer some advice after Crispy was telling us about Christy. We call her Crispy. Um, was uh, saying you know go to the cemetery to pick up people. Yes, yes. He did say don't pick up little boys with six 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 on their heads. <laughs> no, no. Um, I would just suggest not picking up little boys. <laughs> Don't touch the children. Kerry, thank you for texting in for the first time ever. Appreciate it. Love the the Ghost Rider. Keep it for sure. And Portable Tree, keep Ghost Rider. Start including your poo bar names, our supporters, and Christy as well. Yes. What a good idea. I will make sure that we each week we will write somebody in as a sidekick to Anne and Renata's adventures. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or we might put a poobah in the main as the main character. Yeah, well, no, the, the whole overall arching things is the adventures of Anne and Renata. Yeah, that's true. So um, we, we, we can't then change who... But they could be the demon. Well, that could. Oh, now you're giving away the next right. story now. Like they could be the demon. All right, all right. That, all right, we'll give some poo bars that can be demons, and yeah. there can be um, some of our beautiful listeners um, can be our uh, support team. We'll see what happens mm. next. This is going to be an ongoing thing, but I can actually see a little bit of like. Um, maybe a podcast coming out of this where we use these as stories, mm-hmm. as the weird and wacky adventures of Anne and Renata, mm-hmm. written by the ghostwriter, and we can put sound effects and things in there. Absolutely. Now, speaking about podcasts, we have a fabulous podcast that um, we are, uh, oh God, almost up to 60 episodes. Can you believe it? Called True Hauntings, and it just comes in out, case you've never heard of it before, yeah, it, just, it comes out every Friday, and uh, it is the the one that we have just released um, just a few days ago is about the possession of Anna Anna Eklund, and mm. we, it's no hold no holds barred. I actually listened to it, and um, I still think it's fabulous, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was by us. Yeah, it's it's an awesome one because we really dig deep into uh, the information behind this particular um, possession yeah, of and this, this woman. And at the moment, guys, we are looking at getting some advertising into our podcast. So if you could go and download the latest episode, that's going to make our numbers look fantastic and mm-hmm. that might attract some um, sponsors. So we'd appreciate it if you could take a moment and download an episode or 60. <laughs> um, Jody, one of our volleys, just says, Happy Valentine's Day to us. Uh, Steve has suggested that maybe we could add into the ghost uh, writer stories Big Muffin and Slushy. 
story there. Oh, my God. Tommy Go House last night. <laughs> um, the ghost there decided to give us a nickname. Big Muffin <laughs> and Slushy and Renata Slushy on Big Muffin she's Slushy so there you go oh, heard it first on Spooky Sundays oh at Newcastle Live oh my gosh yes <coughs> yes the things that come through that spirit box I tell you um, but we're going to wrap it all up now with our final song we wish you all the very best for Valentine's Day hopefully someone will give you something and if some, if, if no one not, does go look, and get one for yourself yeah look after yourself absolutely stop relying on other buggers to make you happy you don't need a valentine i've i've had a partner now since i was 16 and i'm ancient and we don't do valentines we just don't do it Mm. because we don't need to of course you don't of course you don't um yeah anyway i'll be putting out tomorrow (laughs) night anyway Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. (laughs) Happy Valentine's to my husband as well. Love you to death, Arik. And we're finishing up with (laughs) and the news. Wishing you all well for the week ahead. And, of course, we'll be back next Sunday with more shenanigans. More craziness. From Anne and Renata. Blessings to you all. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.